Hello and welcome to Ozpol Explained, your number one educational resource on the Australian political system outside of very specific Facebook groups that are honestly probably a lot more reliable and accurate. I for one provide citations for everything I say. I am your host with one of the most common male names in human history, David. I have terrible SEO. Today's question is, can the Prime Minister delay the election? The quick answer is no. Sweet. Okay, but for those who want to be a little bit more reassured and know the actual legal reason why this just isn't possible, I'll go into details. First off, the Prime Minister is not the one who has the legal or constitutional authority to issue a writ for an election. The Prime Minister is technically quite frequently a part of the process, but is in no way necessary, and nor do they have the final say. The decision makers for when an election actually happens is the Governor General and State Governors. They also have to work within the confines of the Constitution, which is pretty clear about when an election must happen by. We don't have set dates for a federal election in Australia, Except, we do have a set time limit. As per section 28 of the Constitution... Hi, future David, uh, correcting myself on a technicality here. In the original section of this video, I say that an election for the House of Representatives has to happen every three years to the day. That's actually wrong. Um, the term limit of the House of Representatives is three years starting when they first start sitting, not the actual election day. And they start sitting shortly after the election day. They can't go past that three years, otherwise Parliament just naturally dissolves and the government can no longer pass legislation, goes into caretaker mode. Um, and doesn't have the same authority as before, uh, which is a natural thing that happens. That's what happens during the period when we call an election. So during the month and a half-ish of an election campaign, the government doesn't actually sit in Parliament. So it's not actually like a big deal. Enjoy that small technical correction. Uh, you all deserve accurate information. I just didn't want to say something that was wrong. For all intents and purposes, it's still effectively just, you know, three years-ish, and an election naturally will happen after those three years inherently. And it doesn't gain the government any power. The Prime Minister doesn't benefit. Anyway, enjoy the rest of the episode. Section 7 of the Constitution says that a Senate term is six years. We have half Senate elections, so every three years, half of the Senate is up for election, and then in three years' time, the other half is as well, and that cycles back and forth, with everyone having a six-year term. As per Section 32 of the Constitution, the Governor-General is the one who issues writs for elections of the House of Representatives. As per Section 12 of the Constitution, it's the Governors of the States who issue writs for senators from those states. The South Australian Constitution has a clause in it that state elections for the South Australian government can be delayed by up to 21 days maximum by the governor. The federal constitution, on the other hand, does not have any such clause in it. There is no reason in it that allows any leeway for anyone to delay it, not even the governor general. The Constitution is incredibly powerful and important when it comes to the limitations and what government can do. The High Court can overrule a decision made by the government if it deems that it is unconstitutional. And the Parliament can't just make a law to change the Constitution. That simply cannot be done except by referendum, where a vote to change any element must be decided 
by the people. So if the Prime Minister wanted to change it so that elections could take place at a longer period of time, or put a clause in it that provided a reason for some circumstances to allow it to be extended, then all of Australia would have to vote on that decision. And almost every single referendum in Australian history has failed, especially the ones to do with increasing government power. The actual laws around elections as well are determined by the Commonwealth Electoral Act of 1918, which has a lot of details about what can legally happen, the process, and the limits of elections. Nowhere in it does it state the Prime Minister. In fact, it is all about how the Governor-General has the power to call an election as per the Constitution. So the Prime Minister is not in the Constitution or the legal acts to do with calling an election. If the Governor-General has a reason to do so, they may appoint a new Prime Minister, dismiss the previous one, dissolve Parliament, and call an election early. Some people will be quick to point out that the Governor-General acts on the advice of the Prime Minister, who is the person who chooses the date of the election. Which, yes, conventionally the Governor-General acts based off what the Prime Minister says the Governor-General should do. This is a fact, and therefore all discussions of election dates are almost always, when will the Prime Minister choose the date? Convention is important, even though it's not actually a rule, and it is an integral part of the tradition and running of Parliament. However, again, convention can't override the Constitution. Imagine this as an analogy, basically. The Prime Minister goes to a restaurant and can order anything they want, but there's still a menu. There's a lot of choice within the options presented. And that option, in this instance, is an election must happen every three years or less. So pick a date, or have a date chosen for you. The Governor-General then can choose to accept that date. That is the point of having a separate executive function, not rolled into the head of government. Traditionally, this is almost always accepted, but there have been times when the Governor-General has decided it hasn't been long enough since the previous election and simply refused. Instead, the government then has resigned and a new Prime Minister is appointed from a different political party. See basically what happened between the 1903 election and the 1906 election. This happened multiple times that Prime Ministers were defeated in the House and were like, can we have an election? And the Governor-General was like, no! It's only sort of the Prime Minister's decision in that they can request a date. But that request doesn't need to be granted, and that election can happen regardless if a Prime Minister asks for it or not. That's not to say that the Prime Minister isn't important in this decision, like they certainly are an integral part of it most of the time, it's just that, you know, they can't delay the election. And it's okay if, say, the Governor-General is suddenly unexpectedly indisposed because of a thing called Dormant Commission, which is where the longest-serving state governor can automatically assume the role of the Governor-General, and therefore also call an election or do whatever duties and responsibilities the Governor-General needs to be doing at that point in time. And also, don't worry if that person is also suddenly indisposed, there are other state governors, and also a High Court judge can act as an administrator, so someone is always there to fulfil the role of the executive and make an election happen. 
regardless of if a Prime Minister really wishes that one wouldn't happen. At most, elections can be split into two. There are two houses and they don't need to be held at the same time. They usually are though because that's the most convenient and it's costly to run an election. Separate elections only really happen for very strategic purposes, so if there is no value in them, it's a very unwise decision. Which is why that there are very few separate elections in Australian federal history, with the most recent as of this episode being in 1970, so over 50 years ago. Senate terms expire at the set time of June 30th, with new terms starting the 1st of July. So it is possible for an election of the House of Representatives to be held after June, but only if the previous election was held within three years prior. So admittedly, this does mean in very specific circumstances, it can appear like the Prime Minister is delaying the election by holding it at a separate time for the two different houses. But the Prime Minister, again, still can't go past that time limit of three years maximum. At most, this will just give the Prime Minister maybe a couple of months more to try and turn around the polls, but it's coming. It's coming. Democracy will continue, and when an election happens, and it will happen, you get to vote on who will be in Parliament. You will, at worst case scenario, have to go to the polling booth twice in one year for a federal election. But again, just because it is possible doesn't mean it's likely. Hey, maybe in the decades to come you will see it, maybe you won't. I can't predict these things. All I know is that we will see another election. And there you have it. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoying this episode of Elspol Explained. Comment down below what you would like to learn about next. Share this with someone who you know is worried about the Prime Minister delaying the election. And if you want, you can support me on Patreon. You can like Auspol Explained on Facebook. You can follow me on TikTok. Also on Spotify, there is a podcast of Auspol Explained you can find on multiple platforms. All these sorts of things, as well as a copy of this script, which has a link in the descriptions. Sincerely, thank you so much for learning, and I will see you next time.